everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys found me back at my little corner of the internet. And I'm excited today to have my friend Mark Sherwood back on the show. And we're going to tackle a couple of very important issues, starting with the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, you guys, I'm glad that you're here. So many things are happening in the news right now. Our nation is absolutely on fire. So many of the reasons why I have the people on the show that I do is because I've been trying to find people that are on the front lines of this thing that will speak truth into the chaos and bring some peace into the storm. It's one of the reasons why I'm glad to have Mark Sherwood back on the show with me today. You guys are familiar with Mark by now. He's running for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. He's also a naturopathic physician. He and his wife have a thriving practice in the state of Oklahoma. We've talked about health on the show. We've talked about all kinds of things. Today, we're going to talk about the most important aspect of health, and that is the right to life. Mark, my friend, welcome back to the show. Heidi, thanks for having me. Super honored to be here. Love the concept of that shirt you've got on. That's awesome. That's right. Women's rights begin in the womb. Uh, This is the founding fathers, right? They said that we were gifted with certain unalienable rights, and among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, you can't have liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you're denied the right to life, right? That's right. And those unalienable rights that were defined by the Constitution are actually you know, and they weren't given by the Constitution. They were defined in the Constitution because they're given to us by God prior to the Constitution. That's right. So I find it, um, you know, so sad that the Supreme Court made an erroneous opinion of what that meant you know, nearly 50 years ago. Now, here we are seeing maybe a reversal of this idea of a wrong opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, and it seems to me. Uh, in what we're hearing come out of Justice Alito and Justice Thomas, and this is exactly what they're going to do, they're going to reverse it. But I want to unpack this a little bit because we're going to hear, I mean, the demons of hell are screeching at the thought that their blood sacrifice might be impinged a little bit. But the fact is, this will not make abortion uh, illegal across the country. It will just kick it back to the states, which is where it should have been in the first place. What's your take on this? Well, a couple things. It was always a state issue. It never was not a state issue. This was an erroneous opinion, not law. And the justices are not supposed to make laws. They're supposed to just interpret them and enforce them. Now, with that said, going back to the state issue, when this thing gets defined or enumerated as a reversal of opinion, here's what's going to happen. People need to buckle up and hang on. There's going to be an increased push on abortions. There's going to be companies such as Starbucks that just today announced that they were funding the traveling for employees to go get that done if they wanted to, also with gender uh, identification issues. So we're going to see an increase in this. What the demons in hell are afraid of, and this means even the liberal democrats, as I like to say, what they're afraid of is that the states, there's going to be one state that's going to say, no, not on our watch. And I believe that state's going to be the state of Oklahoma. I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. when I'm inaugurated in January of 2023, we're going to see the year of Jubilee 50 years later, and Roe v. Wade's going to be gone, and we're going to abolish that. Because, look, Heidi, um, you know my story as a product of a situation where my mother was impregnated while um, incapacitated by a man who was 19. You know, that's a situation where some would say, well, that's a crime. And yes, it is. Having said that, I'm not a mistake, man. And neither are you. And life 
begins in God prior to it being conceived in earth, as evidenced by Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you before you're created in the womb. So I'm just hoping that people will understand this for what this is. It's a battle against life and death, good and evil, darkness and light, like it always has been. And the states better buckle up. This I look at it from an opportunity standpoint. We have an opportunity right now to really understand what God gave us with this thing called the Republic. Are we going to embrace that in concept? Or are we going to pawn it off with the uh, federal government taking charge of us? I'm hoping that the states will step up, rise up, and do the right thing. Yeah, I really am too. And uh, the fact is the medical community really, I mean, science is not on the side of the pro-abortion industry. So for many, many years, they've been lying to people and telling telling uh, young girls, especially, that it's just a clump of cells. I mean, I've seen the most horrific, and I'm sure you have too, uh, signs that are going out like the Women's March and these Bands Off My Bodies March and all these things that are happening around the country. But science is very much in the favor of the unborn, right? It is. Once the sperm um, inserts itself in the egg, the cells actually start dividing. That's a separate DNA organism. So once you have that, that's a separate life, even defined by anyone that doesn't know God. And there's mm-hmm. people that have survived. Uh, I know one that survived a three-month abortion attempt. Um, so, you know, we know that this is not something to be taken lightly. These are lives. And mm-hmm. you know, people say, well, what are you going to do with all the lives? Don't know, but God does. It's not my yeah. problem. It's going to be God's problem, God's issue. And he handles those things quite well. And so we need to really understand. What we're and it's doing. the church's issue. Come on, I, you know. To me, I look at this and I just think, you know, where is the church in these issues? And yeah. the and the fact of the matter is, the church has been at the front of the pro life movement. The church does more to rescue uh, those who are suffering than any other government agency ever uh, invented in human history. And the fact yeah. of the matter is, the message of the church and of Christians should be that we love them both. We love the mother. And we love her unborn baby and we love her baby after it is born. There is no reason for a child to go without a home in the United States. But in fact, they've made abortion uh, very accessible and adoption is difficult. Uh, What are some ways that we can start to counteract that? Well, we got all these churches right now. You mentioned number one, the buildings are big. They're empty five or six days a week for the most part. Those become great places for uh, daycare for Mama's Day Out programs for schools, etc. That's one answer. The church should step up and start funding some of the education processes of the kids, feeding programs, you know, training programs to teach them how to acclimate themselves into society. You know, if there's a single mom out there uh, trying to figure out how to make do with three or four kids, talking about the values of abstinence, about not having. Uh, unprotected sex before marriage or something like that. Yeah, because most of the abortions that happened, they're not the result of incest or rape. They are just a decision. Abortion has become a form of birth control in this country. And it really is a shame because like you said, we're talking about individuals, people with unique DNA who have never existed before and will never exist again, uh, whose lives are snuffed out. And we have an opportunity right now to embrace a culture of life. We do, and we have to, because we look at the last time this was happened, you know, with um, Pharaoh did it, right? You know, with Herod did it. They wanted to kill babies. And we need to understand this is a big, this is a demonic um, thing that's happened in America, the spirit. And when we get that spirit crushed, God's blessing will come back. 
If we don't allow the spirit to be crushed, God's blessing will not rest upon this land. Mm, it's true. And we've got an opportunity right now. Should people be worried? So you're hearing a lot of uh, people, I address this for a moment, but I just like you to to uh, to reiterate the point. The reversal of Roe v. Wade is basically correcting a bad decision that SCOTUS made 50 years ago in saying that this was a federal issue. This was never a federal issue. Why is it not a federal issue, Mark? The states formed the federal government. So it's not the United States, it's these United States. So these individual sovereign states bonded together to form this thing we call this union, this more perfect union. And we formed the federal government to handle disputes, treaties, et cetera, around the world and maybe form the idea of border security of the nation. The SCOTUS opinion was never a federal issue. It was always a state issue. And when they did that, that opinion was translated into giving the states permission or giving people permission to actually commit the atrocities called abortion. So if we really understand the Constitution, the way it's written, the rights that are delineated in that, enumerated clearly, then we as the states could have always refused to allow that opinion to shape our culture. Mm. It's true. And uh, we're going to see, I think, some amazing, we're going to live in some amazing times. We are certainly, but I think these decisions are very, very important. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to discuss with you the Biden administration trying to set the stage to hand the ultimate control of America's healthcare system and U.S. sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. We'll be right back. All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. So Mark, before the show, you and I were talking a little bit about uh, what's happening with the World Health Organization. Right now, they are meeting. So the 75th World Health Assembly has convened at the United Nations. I got all kinds of bad opinions about the United Nations but this is happening right now. So May 22nd through the 28th, they're meeting at their at their headquarters in Geneva. And they've got delegates from 194 nations right now that are poised to vote on the Biden administration's amendment that many people are saying are going to hand over our national sovereignty and authority to the World Health Organization. By the way, during COVID, these guys carried basically the water for the Chinese Communist Party uh, regarding the Wuhan lab. What's your take on this? Because I heard, uh, I listened with great in, in interest to Michelle Bachman, who was warning uh, people, you got to call your senators, you got to say, you can't do this. Uh, what's your take on it? Well, I too listened to uh, Dr. Bachman as well. And uh, what you're talking about is the idea of the Biden administration handing over the sovereignty in these health issues of the country where the World Health Organization becomes basically the health police. They can they can dictate what you will do and what you won't do and come in here with any force necessary to make what they want happen. I do not believe that Biden has the authority or the constitutionality or the lawful uh, intent behind him to do that. So I think that he is unlawful, he's unconstitutional, and that's treasonous to do that. I believe that fully with my heart. Secondly, I do not believe that the federal government has any authority over the states. Back to the previous segment, 
the Tenth Amendment of the United States Constitution clearly gives us authority. The people in the states maintain that authority unless they specifically give it over. We did not do that. We're not giving over our authority as a state where you are, I am, to the World Health Organization. So because we didn't do that, we need to give some calm under the storm. We need to step back and go, okay, that is irrelevant to the states at large. Now, the states can adhere to that if they want to, but in our state, we're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But this is an attack, right? I mean, this is from what I, from where I'm standing, it is the most dangerous attack on on uh, the sovereignty of our country in the history of our country. And it's amazing yeah. to me that we're not seeing more of the mainstream media and more of the U.S. corporate media talking about it. These guys are dead silent on Biden's support for the CCC, and and he's backed this uh, pandemic treaty. And we know because it states it in the Constitution, treaties really are serious business for citizens in the United States, right? They are. And what the media is not getting and what they're not covering is 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 this, as you mentioned, it's because they're globalists. The big pharma, these exactly industries right. that are funded by China, these communist entities are funding this whole thing. They are controlling everything. We, in America, you know, we had a hand in this. We created communism by feeding China our goods and services and our production. We did that. We need to sort of get this back and rein this back in. And so because we created that, we're probably reaping some of our own um, seeds that we sown for years. But the media, I'm concerned, is not covering this because they're within the purview of this agenda. And so because of that, you know, we, you, et cetera, us, freedom fighters that are out there communicating truth. We need to communicate to as many people as we can, share this podcast around and realize that you, as part of the group of citizens called We the People, you don't have to bow down to the who. You can literally say, who are you? Get out of my state. You could do that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we need to have sheriffs and governors and even senators and congressmen such as you're running for to make sure that our advocates for the states are sitting there within the confines of the houses in Washington, beating on the desk and say, you're not going to do that in my state. Yeah, that's exactly right. And people need to understand how serious this has been happening since January. So Biden, uh, on January 18th, I'm going to read to you a little bit uh, from a Fox News source. Uh, The officials from the Biden administration quietly sent the WHO extensive amendments without an official statement or a single press conference. These proposed amendments are written to strengthen the organization's ability to unilaterally intervene into the affairs of nations merely suspected of having a health emergency of possible concerns to other nations. This is why the United Nations is getting involved in this. Uh, The contents of the proposed amendments were not made public until April 12th. This is so egregious to me. Uh, that this is happening in the dark of night, that the Biden administration who finally, uh, I mean, they're really showing their true colors, but these guys are anti-American, they're anti-freedom. How important is it for listeners to call their senators and their representatives to say, hey, listen, if this comes up before the Congress, which it will, you must not vote to uh, to approve this. Yeah, two things to keep in mind. Freedom is not a spectator sport. Get in the, get in the game, get involved, call them, wear them out. The senators, congressmen that we vote in, uh, Heidi, and this is super important, they work for us, the people. And if they're not representing you well, you need to make sure they do and wear them out with multiple phone calls, emails, make their phone lines go dead because you're calling too many times. Do whatever you can do. Become active in the game because our freedoms are at stake here. Our liberties are at stake. 
And frankly, our children's children, the future of our nation is deeply at risk right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Liberty Council founder and chairman Matt Staver stated this. He said, and I quote, the Biden administration has now set America up for the seed of U.S. sovereignty concerning the health of Americans to the World Health Organization. The proposed amendments would give the WHO global jurisdiction over the United States, including the authority to declare national emergencies. We have already seen the lawless abuse of power under Joe Biden by the Centers of Disease Control, which the courts have fortunately blocked. Americans have would have very little recourse against the WHO. America must not give up its sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Uh, what's your What's your final thought on this? Well, I, I agree with what he said in principle, but not in totality. I think we have every bit of recourse. I think we do. I just think that we don't know the Constitution well enough. We don't know the Tenth Amendment enough, and we need to have governors, state legislatures, county sheriffs, which are some of the most important positions that we could ever elect, have them be aware of the rights of the states. And then if the WHO came into even your state, into a county, and they were told to leave, they would have to leave or they could be arrested. That's the reality of the Constitution when people get a hold of this. So, folks, there is hope if we'll mm-hmm. embrace it. Yeah, there that's is right. Hope if we have knowledge and if we allow the knowledge to get into us, we're in good shape. Yeah. And I think it's important what you said. I mean, we have a republic, right, uh, if we can keep it. And so it's important yeah. for people to call their Congress uh, men and women and tell whoever you can. I love that you said that a moment ago. If you think that one person can't make a difference, you don't understand. Uh, you're wrong. One person can make a difference. And so we're encouraging people to vote for conservatives, real conservatives. And uh, I think once we we can change this, and I think that's what people need to understand. The primaries that are coming up are vitally important to maintaining our freedom, uh, to make sure that the nonsense that people like uh, the Biden administration are doing secretly in the night without anyone voting on it is stopped. This is never how our founding fathers wanted our country to be run. Uh, They are rolling in their graves right now. Before we wrap this up today, I want to talk really quickly about your run for governor. How's that going there in the great state of Oklahoma? It's going really well. We've had a lot of great momentum. I appreciate you asking. You know, we're doing the same thing you are. We're out there beating the bushes, grassroots movements and pushing hard. We actually got a a real favorable poll recently that was sitting at 65% in a section of the state, which is unheard of when you're talking about trying to unseat an incumbent. But look, we're just loving people um, just like you are and trusting God to do the rest. And win, lose, or draw, we've already won because we said yes to the call. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. People need to understand that. You know, when you when you decide to get involved in politics, when you decide to throw your, your hat into the ring, what you're saying is, I am willing to do my part as a citizen, as a citizen statesman to say our country is worth fighting for, our freedoms are worth protecting. There's never been more important time than there has been uh, right now. And I just so love that you're out in front of this thing. I think that we've got an amazing opportunity right now, certainly in the fight for life, certainly when it comes to Roe v. Wade. The wind is at the back of the pro-life movement right now. And uh, it's going to be important for us because this is going to be difficult in the days to come. I mean, these people are crazy. If you go to the uh, if you go to the 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 women's march, which I've talked about for years here, the women's march doesn't represent me. They don't represent most women. They represent the radical left segment of the women uh, who want to fight for the right to tear their babies limb from limb uh, from the, what should be the most safe place in the entire world, which is the womb of their mother. 
And uh, I believe that God's going to bless the nation if we will turn back to him and to the principles that have made us the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And I know that you believe the same thing and you're fighting for it right there in Oklahoma. Well, I am and we are. That's why we uh, have become close, fast friends, because we're fighting for the same thing. This is the beauty of it all. Hey, embrace the idea now that we as a nation and we as patriots can see what the darkness is. Praise the Lord that we know exactly what it is. And now our job is to rely on the light of God to continue to overpower the darkness of dark. Mm, it's right. So everybody listen to this today. You guys, uh, Mark and I have given you some marching orders. First thing we want you to do is uh, go before the Lord and pray. We've got a lot of things to pray about with regard to uh, our nation. Continue to pray for the Supreme Court that they would have the, the, uh, the moral will to do what is right, which is to reverse Roe v. Wade and kick it back to the states. And also, we really need to come before the Lord about this attempt at the Biden administration to strip us of our national sovereignty. People need to know the Constitution. And then finally, they really need to engage. Mark, where can people find out more about your run for governor? They can go to Sherwood2022.com. Super easy. Love the help, prayers, and support. Awesome. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let's do it again real soon. Absolutely. Can't wait. For more information on Mark Sherwood and his run for governor, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes. I'm also going to link back to several articles uh, that will explain more about what the Biden administration is attempting to do by strong arming you through the World Health Organization. Pay attention to what's going on to these to these uh, issues. You guys are very, very important. This is what happens when we have leaders in our country who do not value freedom and do not understand and will not defend the Constitution. Get engaged, you guys. Get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Freedom is worth fighting for. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.